0: Live from the Watch Dogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas. You are listening to Watchdogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to Fathers.com slash Watchdogs. And now, here's the host of
1: Watchdogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, good morning on the West Coast. Good afternoon on the East Coast. It is Tuesday and we are back for episode number 131 of Watch Dogs Radio. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I know you're probably listening to us in podcast or maybe on iTunes on the way to work. That's great. And if you can, we would love to hear how you are listening to us. So log on to our Facebook page and uh, tell us what you think. Tell us... uh, where you're listening to us and how you're listening to us so that we can uh, do a better job for you. Uh, We've had a lot of fun doing this. We have had some great guests. We've got another great guest on today, somebody that is really making a change for youth within his own community. And we're going to hear from him in just a minute. It is a beautiful day here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, The sun is out. I know, uh, once again, the folks up in the Northeast are probably not interested in hearing that right now. Uh, we're, uh, we've got you in our, uh, thoughts and, uh, and prayers while we're out there, uh, cutting the grass and, uh, heading out for a round of golf. But, uh, hey, that's, uh, that, that's why we live in the South. Isn't that right, Chris?
0: That is right, Keith. You know, we, uh, <laughs> here in the South, we, we, you know, do nothing but, you know, uh, enjoy the weather and drink sweet tea. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a privilege to, uh, to have that as a, as a, uh, as just a, a thing that we serve and and do and mm-hmm. drink here, uh,
2: exactly. In the South. But
0: no, Keith, it's a beautiful day here. Uh, you know, right now it is. It, it's sixty degrees. The sun's out, but we're mm-hmm. supposed to have some heavy thunderstorms and possible tornadoes in our area. But uh, right now, mm-hmm. it's just an absolutely beautiful day to be finishing up any gardening or uh, working the yep. flower beds or fishing before this thunderstorm uh, approaches. But uh, no, uh, things are great here at Watchdogs. Keith, I pulled up today. We have over 4,612 active Watchdog schools uh, that are doing the program. So that means they've taken the training, they bought a kit, and kicked off their Watchdogs program. And well, we have a, about 190 and so plus, plus that are that are in pre-launch. So you know we're nearing. You know we could be in. You know really. 40, 40 100 schools uh, by the end of this uh, 14 15 school year
1: well that is great and you know we're we're ratcheting up to that number uh five thousand here pretty soon and you know we're coming up to the uh anniversary of uh the idea of watchdogs i believe it's coming up here on uh, march the 29th when uh when jim moore had the idea you know uh, why why can't we just have Parents participate in the school, and, and specifically dads. And uh, we're coming up on uh, what is it, 16, 15, 16 years now, Chris? You know, right I offhand. I think
0: it will finish our 16th year, so then we'll be starting our 17th roughly. Uh, you know, so just exciting times uh, for us, and uh, you know, a lot of growth uh, since then, especially. Mm-hmm. But just the different uh, schools have seen, and, and you know, how kids have felt. Uh, when a dad comes into school and to serve as a watchdog, uh, you know, we're the first to say right away, hey, what men have to offer, it is not, and I'll say it is not better than what women have to offer, but mm-hmm. it is missing, uh, and it's unique, and it's different, and it has made a difference by having these men come up, these watchdogs, these father figures come in and serve uh, in school, uh, and kids love it, teachers love it. And the dads love it. They get a glimpse uh, of what what these faculty and staff and how they pour into their kids' education, how much they care for their child to help them learn that these dads have given back in other ways after serving a day as a watchdog.
1: Exactly. Well, you know, Chris, right now in our school, in, and I've mentioned this several times, I serve as uh, top dog coordinator at two different schools. Uh, in elementary school and in another school that is uh, both a middle and high school. And uh, this is the time of year when we need to be thinking about uh, not uh, not just finishing up this year, and I'll be finishing up at the elementary school this year, but we need to be thinking about uh, opening the doors for next year. Who's going to be your top dog team? Who is going to be your top dog coordinator? How is the program going to run? Because you don't want to just, uh, you know, shut the doors this year and expect to open the doors next year and and be ready to rock without having a team in place so you know at our school at the uh, elementary school you know we're looking at um, who the candidates are and of course you know what happens when you ask for volunteers you're going to hear pretty much crickets but when you look out and you look at the the guys that have a a commitment a a passion for the program you can see who they are you want to look at your uh your lower grade uh, you know, kindergarten, first, second, third grade guys that are going to be there for a while, that, uh, you know, they're, they're not up to be moving somewhere. They're not up to be uh, transferred somewhere or something like that. You know, the guys that are going to be there and that's who you want to look at. And, and you really need to go out to those guys and say, you know, we know you have a passion for this program. We know that it works. Uh, we think you're a really good fit. What do you think? And let them think about it for a couple of days and, uh, and then come back and say, all right, you know, here's the implementation guide. Look it over. See if this is something you can do. You, we're going to partner you up with a watchdog school coordinator at the school. We're going to partner you up with the uh, the PTA uh, parent engagement group. We're going to we're going to make this a team effort, and that's what we re- really need to be doing uh, right now. And and that's what I'm looking for because the two guys that I am co top dogs with at the uh, at the elementary school we all graduate this year we've all got fifth graders we're all going to be moving on to that wonderful world of <coughs> oh uh middle school <laughs> and those of you who have kids in middle school or know who uh no kids uh in middle school uh certainly know my little bit of hesitation there because it's uh it's an interesting uh time of life so chris you've uh what you've got uh Two in high school, one uh, finishing up middle school. You're you're in the middle of middle school. Where are you at now?
0: Well, uh, yeah, very good. i got two in high school and then uh, one that's about to, uh, you know, become a middle schooler. So, you know, next, next, this coming August, she'll be a a middle schooler and, uh, you know, be roaming the halls and and going to different classrooms for the very first time and having, you know, seeing seven different teachers uh, in one day. So she... uh, Mm -hmm. You know, her world's about to uh, change dramatically. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, and so, you know, a lot of prayers going up for her right now <laughs> just to protect her and uh, be well, with her. Know, but, you know, have... Keith, you yeah. mentioned something about, about, uh, about getting the top dog team and finding out who the new people are and getting people on board. You know, this is the time of year where we're about to roll out our replenish packs. Absolutely. And and we we typically change the uh wording uh, for the replenish packs to uh used to be called renewal kits um uh, and uh I will you know we we changed the wording call back uh well we changed the wording uh this year from renewal cuz we want people to know hey this replenish pack this is for your program this helps benefit your program these are the the uh, select items most schools used to to maintain their program, and people were often confused about this renewal uh, kit being like a, a fee or, or, or something where we're gonna, you know, make profit. And, and there was some profit, but the idea was it was kind of a you know misconception. And so mm-hmm. we'll be rolling out the four, the 15, 16 replenish packs uh, coming up here the first part of April. It is our goal to have them ready by April 1st. Uh, you know, knock on wood, but you know it will be early <laughs> April uh, if it isn't uh, April one. So, be looking for some information coming out on email and on uh, on our dog store about that. So, wanted to, to give a okay. shout out to our active schools about that.
1: And once again, that will be all new, different uh, than we've seen before in the past. It's a uh, it's a new look to it. It's a uh, new uh, way of doing things here so we're looking forward to that a little bit of a change a little bit of an upgrade and uh, I and Chris you're absolutely right I've had people you know refer to the referral fee or uh, or not the referral fee but the renewal fee Uh the, and it's really not that so we're really taking a, a step forward just to let people know that um, you know we're here for them and that uh, you know they we, we're just trying to make sure that they have the materials that they need to continue the program after that first year. And, uh, you know, we're moving in uh, our school. We will be moving into our seventh year. And uh, if you're listening to us, hey, we want to hear from you. Uh, Why don't you give us a call? That number is uh, 215-383-3728. That's 215-383-3728. And uh, we will be here taking your calls if you want to give us a call, if you're uh, calling live. Now, if you're listening to us in podcast, of course, you can always call us uh anytime uh during normal business hours central time and uh that is uh, our number is eight 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 five four oh dogs. That's eight 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 five four oh dogs. That's three six four seven. You can give us a call there. Chris, you had an interesting stories call into the uh watchdog's office this week?
0: You know, uh I haven't I've been kinda uh, letting my coworkers and my teammates take the phone calls. we as you know, we're geared up for the 15-16 school year, so just trying to make sure everything is gonna, you know, go off without a hitch and be smooth and uh, an easy transition. And so I haven't, you know, uh, heard anything unusual or, or, or funny, but maybe my my teammates have. They just <laughs> haven't had the uh, opportunity okay. to, to share with me.
1: Okay. Well we've had some uh you know great things coming up on our Facebook page. And if you're just listening to us, you're not familiar with watchdogs, you can learn a lot more about us by going to uh, fathers.com slash watchdogs. Uh you can also go to our Facebook page uh, for watchdogs. It's W A T C H space, D period O period G period S. And I see we have some other callers, but it looks like we're gonna have to Hold on through the break, so uh, let's get to our break, and we'll be back. This is Keith Shoemaker, national coordinator of the Dads of Great Students program and host of the weekly Watchdogs radio show. When my dad died of cancer in 1986, my brother Ed became my father figure. We became much closer over the years. My brother was the cornerstone of our family. He was my inspiration, my mentor, and my friend. So when he was diagnosed with colon cancer, it was like our whole family got cancer. He died on March 20th, the same day that my dad died. He was only 60, so this is personal. Now, hopefully, my heartbreak is your wake call colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer but you can prevent this disease screening finds cancerous polyps so that they can be removed before they turn into cancer i've been screened if you think that you're at an increased risk like i am ask your doctor when to start screening and if you're 50 or older get screened please do everything you can to stay around for yourself and for your family screening saves lives this message from the watchdogs program of the national center for fathering and the u.s department of health and human services Hey, Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for a day at my school. DOG stands for Dad's a Great Student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com watchdogs. Don't you just love cheering your kids on? There's nothing like watching your kid outperform the others and bring home the hardware for the team. And if they're really good, that athletic ability just might carry them through college. But let's be real. It's their education that's going to feed your grandkids. Wouldn't it be great if you could cheer them on in the classroom just like you cheer them on in the field? Well, now you can. The Dad's of Great Students program, commonly known as Watchdogs, is available in over 4600 schools nationwide, and many of those schools are right here in the metro area. For as little as just one day per school year, dads can prove to their kids that their education is important too. Call your school to see if a Watchdogs program is available. If not, go to fathers.com/watchdogs to learn more.
2: You're listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Now,
1: back to the show. And we are back. Watch Dogs Radio, episode number 131. It is March the 24th of 2015. If you're listening to us in uh, podcast in the future, hello to the future to you. Hey, uh, this is Keith Shoemaker, and I neglected to introduce my co-host earlier when we were talking. I just kind of threw it at him, uh, Mr. Chris Dannenauer, who is at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas. Chris, how you doing, my friend?
0: Doing good, sir. Doing good. Good,
1: good, good, good. All right. Well, uh, you know, I am very fortunate uh, in my work with watchdogs to be able to travel throughout the country and meet some great people. And as I travel around, I go to a lot of educational conferences, uh, primarily uh, PTAs uh, and uh, school counselor conferences, administrator conferences. But I did get a chance last month to get down to Savannah, Georgia, beautiful area down, uh, down on the uh, east coast of uh, Georgia here. And I had a chance to go to the National Youth at Risk Conference, very, very good conference. If you're a counselor, I highly suggest it. Uh, I believe we had about 1,500 uh, people down there that were getting together, talking about education, talking about our youth, talking about serving them better. Well, one of the people that I had a chance to meet, uh, and there's an exhibit area there, was Deputy Kenneth Tramble. And uh, Deputy Tramble is, and I am very, uh, not very good at pronouncing this, but I'm going to try because it sounds a lot like Watchdogs. But uh, it's uh, Watchda Parish, Louisiana. And uh, Deputy Tramble yeah, is with the uh, Watcher Parish Sheriff's Office, and he has put together a program known as Deputies Making a Change. And I would like to welcome to Watchdogs Radio Deputy Kenneth Tramble. How are you doing today, Ken?
2: I'm doing fine. How are you doing?
1: I am doing excellent. Uh, we are loving this weather we're having here in Atlanta, and I'm sure you're probably having some decent weather uh, down there in Monroe as well.
2: Yes, we are. We're in the 70s, so we're doing pretty good in Monroe, Louisiana.
1: Okay. Well, uh, well, Ken, tell me a little bit about uh, your background and what is uh, DMAC. How did it get started, and, and how did you get to where you are now? Because I'm very intrigued about what, what you're doing down there.
2: Well, I'm... Um, I'm, um, how did I start that making the changes is I watched our past deputy for 19 plus years mm-hmm. while on patrol. One day I, I usually sit and I talk with kids and we talk about their education. We talk about what they want to do in life and, and the, what kind of structure and what path they were going to take. And I did this on a regular basis during the day. I would stop at the local rec and sit down and talk at this particular day. I was sitting there talking to a group of kids, and we were asking them what they are going to be. And a guy come by in a fancy car with some nice rims and Hmm. loud music. and Basically, he was one of the guys you don't want the kids to hang around.
1: Exactly. So I told
2: the kids, I said, well, I don't want to catch either one of you guys hanging around this guy because I know who he is. We just hadn't caught him yet. He's a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. The kids said, okay. So the next day I come out and I got to other group of kids, I was missing three of them. And I was asking where, where the other guys were, and the other boys didn't know. So a little bit, little bit lower, and we kept on talking. A car passing by again, the same car. He stopped and rolls his window down. He's got those three kids in the car. Mm-hmm. So Basically, he was just showing me that he could, you know, do what he yep. wanted to do, and that infuriated me to where mm-hmm. I had to do something about it. I had to show these kids that, you know, there's other avenues besides being on the corner, sure. avenues other avenues besides selling drugs, other avenues besides dropping out of school. Mm -hmm. So I went and I talked with the sheriff and I told him I had an idea and I was going to call the deputies making a change. And he said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, what I want to do is I want to take these group kids from six different schools, bring them to one location, educate them, and uh, teach them some tools and some structure. How to fare away from that negative path and turn into some positive entity. So what I did was I used basketball and football, which that's what Mm -hmm. everybody wants to be in life. Sure. So I got them to the gym. And as I got them to the gym, we stopped concentrating on basketball. We started focusing on education. Awesome. So by doing that, I ended up getting 60 kids on the sign-up day. And at that point in time, we didn't have no location. We was out in the park, in the local gym. We mm-hmm. had the benches, stuck sitting down and talking with them and, and trying to, you know, encourage them to not to be discouraged about what's going on in your environment. And like I always tell those kids, don't let where you come from dictate where you go in life. And what I mean by that, just because I love it. That kid is from a predominant low income area it don't mean you have to stay in that area. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we when we bring these kids to his classroom, we bring all kinds of people from all walks of life. Some of the folks that are from their neighborhood that that's done great. Some folks from their neighborhood that's done wrong. And turned mm-hmm. their life around to do great. So I do that you gotta kind of show these kids that just because you're there don't mean you have to stay there and you have to be content with being there.
1: Absolutely.
2: And we, we're partnered with uh, six different schools, which is Shaded Grove, uh, Swayze Elementary, Rockland Elementary, Richwood Middle, and uh, Watchtower Junior High. Mm-hmm. And Jack Hayes Elementary is my home base. That's where they gave us an entire sixth-grade hall with the computers and a smart board that allows me to be able to work with the kids and, and to show them doing some of the stuff okay. and some of the tools that they could use on their smart board to help them with their grades.
1: Wow. Just, so you're actually week, doing some tutoring with, as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, we're doing some tutoring as well. Just last okay. week, we partnered with University of Louisiana in Monroe, and they're going to—they're sending young ladies and young men to be future teachers to come also and to tutor the kids. So oh, what wow. we do is we pick the we pick the kids ages nine to thirteen is what the kids we use. Mm-hmm. We start at fourth grade and fifth grade, and then we'll follow them our way to they graduate, twelfth grade.
1: That's great. And we're
2: also partnered with the Washoe Parish School System that allows us to use that web panel that allows me to be able to see. Their grades from kindergarten all the way to twelfth grade, so I'll be able to follow their grades until they graduate. And I'll be also be able to see when they miss school, when they don't turn in homework. so when they come to me, I find out why they didn't turn in homework in because they're actually doing homework with us. Mm-hmm. So basically, they have no excuse not to, you know, not to pass or not to not to pass.
1: Exactly. Well, let me uh, let me back up just a little bit here, uh, Ken. Now we're talking about uh, Jay Russell, the sheriff. That, yes, the uh, sheriff.
2: Yeah, sheriff. His name is Sheriff Jay Russell. Yes, correct.
1: Well, and we certainly want to give him credit. But the other thing that I'm seeing is that uh, he, he has given you the opportunity to do this as your full-time position. It's not like you're doing this on the side. Um, he's given you the leeway where, realistically, I mean, you're out there saving lives in, in what you're yeah. doing here. And, and that's really amazing to me. So as a full-time position... Uh, that that is awesome. Now, do you have other deputies detailed to you, or are you working with other volunteers yes. in the community?
2: That's also two other people, yes, it is. That's assigned to it as well. And um, what we do is every day from 9 o'clock to about 12, or 30, or 1 o'clock, we're in the old schools with every kid. And uh, what we do is we go to their classroom, we check with their teachers, we check with their principals to find out if they're doing great or if they're having any issues with them, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do. We grab them out on the hallway, and we'll talk with them. We're encouraging them in the classroom on a regular basis, so they're seeing us every day Mm-hmm. until we pick them up at three forty-five in the evening time, and then we tool them from okay. three forty-five to six.
1: Oh, really? Okay, so it's almost and, like an after-school program.
2: Yes, yeah, so right. We go in the classroom and see them throughout the day, and we pick them up after school. And during that okay. time, we also bring people like uh, we had the uh, mayor of Monroe came and he spoke to the kids, and the chief of police he come and. He speaks. Some of the uh, state representatives and uh, state senators have come by and talked to the kids as well. They have some interesting stories to tell the kids. Most of the people that they meet, we try to, you know, have some of the same stories some of the kids have. You know, did you decide they wanted, they didn't want any more and they wanted to change? And wow. basically, what we're trying to tell these kids: you just have to have it. You just want it. You have to have a need to change. Hmm. Well, a, a
1: couple of questions that I uh, that I was just came to mind. One is uh, about how long have you been doing this now?
2: Um, actually I started the program in
1: nineteen ninety eight. Oh, so you've been at it quite a while.
2: Nine- yes, sir. Nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and two we started the program but then when a sheriff a new sheriff came in he decided through budget restraints, he had, you know, discontinued it. Mm-hmm. In twenty twelve, Sheriff J. Russell come back and uh, he sought me out and he uh matter of fact I I was doing something else and he sought me out to come back to do this program and so we started back in twenty twelve with it. So about even from ninety eight to twenty twelve, I've been keeping in touch with every kid in the program that I had. I've got kids that graduated college that are now coming back to the program and talking to the kids for me.
1: Well that's awesome. From ninety eight well, when I first started of, the program. That was gonna be one of my next questions is do you have any specific success stories that, that you want yes. to relate to? Yes.
2: Well, I, I got one kid. I was doing a uh you know, we do annual events to try to raise money for the program as well. So I was going to a particular place, a shopping center. Well, Super 1 Foods to be exact. I was going in there. Said, this is money, you know, for the program. I happened to go and knock on the door and the manager of the store was one of the kids I had in 98. And uh, he wow. remembered my name. He just, he called me Coach. So and then when you call me Coach, that means you know me not from being <laughs> a but You know from being a, a mentor or somebody that impacted his life. So he called me Coach. And I turned around. I was like, he said, hey, and I, it's, it's, it's phenomenal what you can put in a kid. He told me, he said, if it were for you, I wouldn't have sat down and buckle down on my books and look where I'm at now, I'm actually running a Super One Food store. And wow. so that's one of my easy avenues now when I need anything for a hot dog or something, I just go to him, and he just hey, talk to his boss and tell his boss who I am and what I did for him and I get it. So you know, that's a good relationship to a young man do what he's done. That's
1: that that is very impressive. Uh well well let me uh the other question that I had and of course this always falls into place anytime someone is talking about a program or something great going on. Is there a cost to the family, or how, how is this funded?
2: It's actually funded through donations. It's okay. not even I don't know, The only thing I ask for the parents is at the end of the month, we take the kids down to the state capitol. And, do, and during that time, what we do is uh, let them walk around and get a chance to meet some of the congressmen and get a chance to shake hands, get a chance to go out there and get their name called out on the floor. But the hmm. only thing I ask of the parents is for a shirt and a tie and some casual shoes. Wow. The rest of the stuff is paid for through the program, through so going out getting donations and, and, and going out and talking to folks and sharing my story about this program. And, and folks mm-hmm. tend to want to, you know, give and help out. So I really appreciate that kind of thing because without it, you know, we would have some issues. And the sheriff did buy us a, a brand-new $40,000 van.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: So, a 42-passenger bus that we drive around in, pick the kids up in. So, when we go out of town, That's fantastic. you know, we've got sure some fancy to take them in, and they've got, you know, TVs, and the kids are able to sit back and relax and, and get a chance, and, we, and you can do more talking with them that way because they're not, you know, tumbling, kind of tighten up or anything. I also introduced them to golf this last oh. year. And I had a guy that only, I played golf pretty good, so I played golf a lot. So, one of my deals was a Introduce golf in eighteen holes. You learn a lot in, from a kid. Yes. So I use that in eighteen holes, and I use that eighteen holes for his life. That first hole to be your first grade.
1: What are you wow. gonna do? You gonna you
2: gonna you gonna, you gonna sank this, or you gonna hit it in a rough? I mean, hit it in a rough that means go foul, or you are gonna stay yep. straight now and, and stay in the fairway. <laughs> so I use that as well, or as talking with the kids. Like I said, with eighteen holes. You can the, the child will tell you their whole entire life before you get to the six hole, but. Eighteen hole, you really can tell them, you know, okay, now you made it to this final hole. Now, what are you going to do? Wow. Are you going to just that, continue to go left, right, or are you just going to just go straight forward? You're going to always have somebody. I'm going to always be around. A lot of the kids we awesome. have program are from single parent homes, so that's, that's that's basically what we're trying to do, fill that void that some of the kids don't have.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what we well, do. Well, our, really,
1: our guest today is Deputy Kenneth Tramble of the Watch the Parish, I almost said county, Washington Parish uh, Sheriff's Office in Monroe, Louisiana. Now, can tell us, if people want to find out more about your program as we close out here, Can uh, how do we get in touch with you?
2: They can uh, call me at 318 993 or they can see us on Facebook. Deputies making a change. I like to page.
1: Deputies making a change on Facebook. So, that is great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Deputy Kenneth Campbell, and we will be back next week Next week, we will have Kim Bearden of the Ron Clark Academy. We're going to have a great show coming up. We're really looking forward to it. So, Chris, thanks again for joining us. Ken, hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watch Dogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week.